Hi, I am Kyle. And I'm Jeremy. And we are the Social Ninjas. Hiya! Jeremy and I both struggled with social anxiety and mental health overall. Now we both work to improve our own mental health and the mental health of others by sharing what we did to help our social anxiety and what we learn and continue to do to improve upon our own mental health. What we share is what we learn from our own experiences. We are not mental health professionals and what we say should not be used in place of or replacement of medication or your doctor. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the show. show. Right. This is Kyle, social anxiety Kyle. We also have Jeremy. Jeremy. (laughs) Go for it, man. (laughs) Jeremy talks to strangers. (laughs) There we go. We are the social ninjas. And we're going to be talking about rejection today. We're also going to do a little bit of Q&A at the end, so watch out for that. But as always, kind of doing a weekly recap what's been going on, Jared. Yeah. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I can start if you want me to. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I got lots to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it, Kyle. All right, so kind of my weekly recap, what I've been doing. Well, uh, my oldest daughter started kindergarten this week, so that's been uh, quite interesting. And it's even been quite the change for me because my morning routine has <laughs> been completely demolished now, <laughs> at, least, at least past uh, 6 o'clock because now she's having to wake up 30 minutes earlier, so... This weekend, I'm going to do some kind of sitting down and trying to figure out exactly how to, I guess, schedule this routine to where it doesn't completely, not screw me over, but where I can adjust to it where it's at a point that it's uh, doable for me. So usually I work out from like 6 to 6.30, but mm-hmm. now she's getting up at 6, so I don't have time to work out. Now I'm like, I'm so used to working out in the morning now. And it's been like such a big change that it was doing it in the morning instead of the afternoon. Now I'm going back to the afternoon. I'm like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I got to figure out how to do this. So, so yeah, um, you know, yeah, really just sit down and figure out how to do that. Now, so also, what, one other thing that, oh, go ahead. What, what were you going to ask? I was just curious what that, what that uh, new routine could look like. I really don't know. I mean, if you have suggestions, feel free to share them with me. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's the dynamic of what works for you, right? So if it's like yeah. a, a shortened workout to start just to kind of get used to it and then maybe add on to it until you're more comfortable with your the new routine of uh, having to take your daughter to kindergarten. But following our own advice as far as starting slow and then kind of building on to it again. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's very true. I think in my mind, I just want to be like, "All right, how do I do it now? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Where I want to go now? Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> go zero to eighty miles an hour in one one second, real quick." Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe a ten minute workout, just something. 
Yeah, I, I did get one in, but it, yeah, it was not something I'd want to do every day. It was like she was making her because she's like super independent, which is cool. Love it. She's like making her breakfast, like she knows how to make eggs and stuff. What? So I was trying to do like this. Yeah. She's five? Yeah, yeah she's five. She knows how to make eggs. I didn't wow. think I learned to like middle school. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So she's trying to make eggs in the morning. I'm like doing my like this, this kind of quick 30 minute push up workout that I do. But like there's some stuff like she needs my help with. It's like she can't reach the oil or like she doesn't really know how to turn on the stove. So like I gotta like stop and like go help her and then go back. And I was just like, nope, can't do this. Something <laughs> <laughs> out. This is too irritating. Cool. So, that's been my journey. It's a fun little journey. Cool me i've been doing this uh twice a day meditation uh uh, morning exercise where i meditate for 20 minutes in the morning and then i meditate again 20 minutes kind of in the five or six o'clock range just to get that extra bit of energy and Uh it's crazy the first day I did it, it was awful. It was so <laughs> bad. It was so bad. I hated it so much. And it's kind of an interesting thing I learned is, uh, yeah, and then just the realization of starting anything good for me in the beginning is always going to be so horrible most of the time. I always said always, and I said almost the time. <laughs> Don't talk in absolutes. I know. It's like, hold on. Let me, let me, let me backtrack. <laughs> uh, so, so I did it the first day. And like the first time I did it, my brain was just going everywhere except for my – I do I do a transcendental meditation. And what? Transcendental? Transcendental meditation. All right. What's that? It was a uh, – brought here by by yogi like by the yoga yogi what's his name i don't know yogi Bear. Yogi, no the guy who brought like yoga to america like a he's a what's his name maharashi what is his name maharasha yogi i'm totally not doing this well but oh anyways okay transcendental meditation is a practice of meditation where you use it's mantra based so you go to you have a you have a TM teacher and they give you a custom mantra, a thing you say over and over again inside your head. And you're not supposed to tell anyone, and it's your own like custom mantra. And you say it over and over again, and whatever your brain does, you just let it do its thing, but you continue to say the mantra over and over again without reacting or attaching to any specific thought just kind of let your brain be and yeah the first... 20 minutes yeah oh i can see how that would be hard to transition to <laughs> i've never done that kind of meditation but yeah i can see oh man i used to do i, I transitioned to this because i used to do vipassana which is an hour two times a day good grief <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I had it, but I had to go through a, lot, like a huge challenge. I, I went through 
the 10 day meditation retreat Vipassana and I was close to 11 hours of meditating a day for 10 days straight, no talking. So oh, that's all. I went through that transition period. Yes. Yeah, so anyways, I started the practice the first two sessions. I'm literally like, Oh, how much longer? I put my phone on airplane mode and, uh, I just have the timer going up the stopwatch because you're not supposed to have uh, anything jolt you because it, it uh, activates your fight or flight, which can re- which releases cortisol. Yeah. So I ended up, uh, yeah, the first two 20-minute meditations was awful. I just wanted to end. But I was like, all right, I'm going to keep doing this because I said I would. I had a commitment. I had a, a, a commitment partner. And... Um, accountability partner same thing but uh so i did it the next day my i got into it and so the first day i was like all right it's it's been it's been 20 minutes right it's only but it's only like eight minutes gone by (laughs) the next the next day i was like all right it's only been like eight minutes i look at the clock it's been 20 minutes oh progress (laughs) i got like i got a really great out-of-body experience and it's just a constant reminder just how much my brain is just lies to me about things that are good for me. And that, you know, yeah. I, I say this so much and I mean it that positive change, our brain says is bad because it's still change. And this is like, such another example of that. Like my brain is just like, all right, just stop, just do something else. <laughs> go on your phone, <laughs> go on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's a way better idea. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've, been, I've still been doing it today. I actually um, only did 10 minutes beforehand, but I'm not going to give myself crap. I'm just going to celebrate because it's better to do 10 minutes than nothing. Like it's any day. Five minutes even is better than nothing. Yeah, yeah, true that. So that's a new thing. And then I had a video that I posted on my Instagram and Facebook. It's where I'm eating with a quokka and it's an animal in western australia off of perth it's an island off of uh, western australia called rottenness island and they're these adorable creatures called quokkas quokkas and apparently they're trending oh yeah i think i saw it they're trending right now my brother was telling me so i was like hey i have a video of a quokka let me go ahead and post it why not it's trending i want to be hip <laughs> plus, a, plus i didn't know I, animals trended <laughs> well they're the only they only live on this island and they're related to the kangaroo huh. they're related to the queen kangaroo and what you do is called the quokka selfie and you take a, they look like they're just la- they're smiling all the time and they're very friendly you can pet them and they just they're all <laughs> over this they're all over this island it's so cool so, so I posted this video and some some random company, story Storyful, I guess, was like, hey, we want to use your video. We'll give you 60% of the profit. You know, we'll take 40%. We'll just, we'll just sell it off. And I'm thinking, this is a scam. What is this? What? <laughs> so, yesterday, so yesterday I signed some DocuSign, giving them permission to sell my video off. And I mean, worst case scenario... I don't make any money, but I wasn't planning to do anything with this video anyways. But okay, I'm mind boggled right now that so training animals 
is a thing and people will pay for videos <laughs> of training animals. <laughs> I would, I would, it's a cool video. Like that was funny. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, pretending to eat grass. I'm actually have the grass in my mouth and I'm like eating it. And then I'm, I'm doing a voiceover. Like I'm making, I'm, I'm putting a personality to this quokka and making it seem like we're having a conversation. Cause <laughs> I have experience. <laughs> I have experience with doing puppetry. I love doing voices, so I had him talking to me. And just, but I, I put in like a, 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 as humorous, but it was also some serious to the dynamic of he's talking about like love is the answer, which I t- totally believe in. So it was a good combination of true truth and cuteness and humor. All right, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to go watch that video because I think I just saw it as it just popped up or something. I don't think I actually watched it. I'm definitely going to put a link in the description of this podcast episode <laughs> okay. to do If you guys want to watch Jeremy talk to himself <laughs> via a quokka, you can. <laughs> All right. So if you don't, maybe I'll feel rejected, which maybe <laughs> is a transition to today's episode. Yeah. So before we get into it, I heard something on the radio today, and I wanted to ask you. They were they were talking about uh, asking people if they have famous people that follow them. Apparently, like people just have like random. They have you know they have a, a celebrity that follows them. They don't even know why or just kind of crazy stuff. I want to hear from you because I know you're pretty much famous. If you had any <laughs> famous people. <laughs> I think, uh, I think the most famous person following me is my either you <laughs> or my brother or, 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 or my brother. My brother, Your has, brother? Six, he has sixty five thousand followers. Really? What does he do? He's a, photo- he's a, he's a photographer, LA based photographer, and he does incredible time lapses of. Los Angeles, like this the skyline, and he puts music to it, and the music uh, goes with uh, the time lapse perfectly. It's very impressive. Huh? What's his handle? Let's give him a shout out. <laughs> the Kevin Green. Kevin Green. The Kevin Green. So T H E K E V I N, and then the color green, but we has an E at the end. Oh, he has the same last name as you. <laughs> what? What the chances? <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any... I just, I'm dying to know. I'm sure everyone else is. Do you have any famous people following you? I have one that I know of. Um, if somebody did follow me that was famous, there's a good chance I wouldn't ever see it because I don't really pay attention too much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the one person that I do have following me that's... He's pretty famous, I guess. Probably a lot of people don't know who he is. It's, uh, I've seen that ice bath uh, post is that guy, Rodney. I think his last name is Lavoy. I think that's how it's pronounced, Junior. Okay. So he's a, he's a big mental health advocate. Uh, he played on the reality TV show Survivor, which I'm a big fan of. And he randomly, wow. uh, he randomly followed me. I was like, what in the world? Why did Rodney from Survivor follow me? I was like, I was geeked. And then I realized he like did <laughs> mental health. Too. I was like, oh, this is cool. So I didn't know any of that. So yeah, that, that was the only, that's the only person I know of that follows me. It's famous, or at least somewhat. 
that's awesome. Oh, I thought you were going to say Wim Hof. I got really excited. Wim Hof? He's a guy who does the, uh, he's freezing cold temperature. He does it every day. He says it's the secret. He has a Wim Hof method. Uh, sounds terrible. Wim Hof <laughs> method. No, here's amazing. Wim Hof method. Oh, I also have ABC7. You know, follows me. Because uh, ABC7. Also had, I got that feature, and they're all I made really good friends with all of them. They're really amazing. That's about it, though. My mom's following me. It's a big deal. Hey, yo. <laughs> so, <is> mama. <laughs> <laughs> so we get all into right. the. Go ahead. Let's get into the rejection now that you're done with your shenanigans talking about <laughs> famous people. We can actually get into the actual topic matter. All right. So I sent you over a link to a study, and I'll include the link in the description here. But basically, it's talking about just kind of just rejection in general. And they kind of did a study and showed that rejection activated the same receptors in people's brains that physical pain does and which, which was pretty interesting they actually showed that they they did a study of people that had rejection and they had half the people take Tylenol and half the people take a placebo Tylenol and the people who took Tylenol actually I guess had, had a quicker relief from the rejection. rejection yeah yeah which was pretty interesting but um so that, that's kind of like the, the basis of it all. And like I said, I'll have the link in there. And one thing that I thought, uh, I guess when you have, so, or at least when I had social anxiety, I'm struggling with it really bad. Like rejection, just kind of something you deal with all the time. I mean, all is the that, time. Is that yeah, exactly. And, but, and then I started thinking like really rejection. I, of course, I still experience rejection. Everybody does at least from time mm-hmm. to time. But it, I started thinking about it. I was like, you know what? Rejection really feels the same right now as it did 10 years ago for me. Mm. I, I think really the only difference for me is I can, I, I'm able to relieve re- rejection a lot faster. But I wouldn't say that social anxiety made my re- rejection worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just kind of a, uh, an example. So. I got to take a break. Okay, so kind of story time here. When I got out of college, so I, you know, I finally graduated from college, got my degree. I was like, sweet, about to make some paper. And so I started, uh, you know, applying at a bunch of jobs. And I, I literally probably applied at over 100 different jobs. And I literally could not get an interview. I think I had like one or two and I never got a call back after any of them. And I remember feeling like so deflated, like feeling rejected, like, ah, like, why can't, why can't I not get, can't I get this going? Like, why am I being rejected? And I was just at my hopes up so much. And then, you know, I would really, I just went into a really dark place and getting rejected so much and just didn't really know what to do. And so I ended up having to take a job at kind of like a, a call center at a hospital, just kind of scheduling appointments for people, uh, which I didn't really like, but uh, kind of how I got over the rejection started getting that relief was I started 
listening to some positive messages from some motivational speakers in the morning on the way to work. And I would get to work a little bit early. And so it would give me some time to like study my field and kind of just get better at what I was trying to get a job in, which was marketing. Mm -hmm. So I started going into work like an hour early. You know, I had, I was getting that positive vibe to me the whole way to work. And so I did that for like three months straight, just going to work early, studying really hard. And, uh, you know, after about a few months, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to play around. I don't want to go real deep in it. So I was like, I applied for two different jobs and I got an interview out of one of them and they ended up hiring me like a couple days later. And so like the, and literally nothing changed. Like my resume that I put in was the exact same. And the only thing that changed was just like my, my vibes that I had going around me. Cause I was before in that kind of that negative mindset, like, why am I being rejected? No, this sucks. I can't do anything. And then I started surrounding myself with positive positivity you know, getting that message, starting trying to improve myself and just like committing to that and like getting that done and just keeping myself surrounded with that stuff. And like literally all I do is apply one time and I, and I got in and I believe it's just, just because I surround myself with that positivity and mm. just, I, I changed my mindset and when you do that, you attract <laughs> You attract those positive things. You attract what you want, and you're not yes. shelling everything off. So that was yeah. uh, something that the story just kind of popped in my head when I thought of rejection. I was like, mm. "Yep, yep, I've gone with that before." So that's something, said, it's, it's sometimes a lot of times it's so much easier said than done. <laughs> I remember. It's oh just, no doubt. This makes me think of um, when I came. So. I, as you know, I don't know if everyone else knows, but I was doing my Asia adventure for whatever the almost three, almost four months of traveling around and you know, talking to strangers and talking to people. And in Asia, um, people are so open to do my videos and getting, you know, and, and just, <laughs> and just be in my videos. I just, I, and it was so fun. And I know it's a, Part of it is I'm a white guy going to Asia, and they love that. I, I own that. There's a little bit of that, like kind of bias, <laughs> but it was just it was just uh, it was spoiling. Like people were were super friendly, but I also I did this thing where talking about expectation. You talked about I heard you say your attitude changed, and my attitude. I would say first I would say it in my head, like you know, wherever, wherever I was, I'd be like, oh my God, people in the Philippines are so friendly. The people in Cambodia are so friendly. I would say it in my head first. And then sometimes I would say it out loud as I'm talking to them to kind of bring in the, you know, that part of them that, that given the opportunity. Right. And uh-huh. as you, so when I came back to Los Angeles, as you probably can imagine <laughs> that culture shock of me going up to people and people are just rejecting me substantially (laughs) they are just i mean i get it there's this projection that i want something bad from them like or um i'm trying to get something out of them like i have a negative intention i get it like but at the same time i'm not (laughs) like my mission my mission is to strengthen human connection and here i'm trying to talk to people and they're not giving me the, the space to do it so i did get a little bit bitter i did get into a space of I don't like LA people. LA sucks. <laughs> and, 
it was easier to do that. It was, it was me getting back into victim and it was helping me just kind of go back in my cave, which is not good. So I actually, yesterday I was, I kind of got in the mood and I said it in my head. I did, I took my own advice and I said, people in LA are so friendly. Even though my resistor is like, no, no, no. <laughs> so just, I just like, people in LA are so friendly. People in LA are so friendly. I said it over and over again. And sure enough, it works. It really does. People were actually nicer and more open to talking to me. So just having yeah, the attitude, just having that attitude of uh, the response you want. So, for uh, example, yeah, like so for uh, so ahead. for example, <laughs> for so for example, before if I'm meeting you for the first time and I'm saying, "Oh, Kyle, by the way, you seem really awesome," right? Yeah. Well, how are you? How are you going to respond to me? I'm probably going to be really awesome. <laughs> yeah, like you're going to fit into that expectation. Right. Exactly. So that's something that's helped me as far as like rejection, and even like worst case scenario, you put yourself out there and they don't meet your expectation of being awesome. But I mean, it's at least you're in the same place as you were before. But statistically, for me and just for my own well-being if i have if i just have if i have an expectation that of the of what i want to happen happen better results happen yeah absolutely so and you're right i mean it's so much easier to be negative because i think we're just naturally that way of being positive like most things in life the thing you're supposed to do is usually harder than than uh, the the thing that's the easier and so it's easy to be negative it's so much harder to be positive it's just something you really have to work on oh, i completely agree completely agree and speaking on that article you sent that was fascinating <laughs> so there's an the actual physical pain from being rejected the same pain as a physical pain so i thought was and then the people that took the Tylenol had to have less pain or, or have less uh, reaction to the rejection. Wow. So there's something to it. Uh, for me, I think it's a, and just embracing the rejection, practice being reject, rejected in, in a more controlled space. So, for example, there's, I do this thing called the coffee challenge, which I'm sure we've, you, uh, we've talked about it earlier. It's a dynamic of asking for a discount and then, Worst case scenario, you don't get a discount, which is what you weren't going to get. In the, you were going to get in the first place, or right. talking to everybody. Um, this, is, this is one I saw. I listened to his podcast one time. There's this guy. He does this thing called a rejection therapy, where he asks people questions where he knows they're not going to give him the thing. So, for example, hey, excuse me, can I get a thousand dollars? He's excuse me, can I get a can I get a ride? Is like three hours away from here like he just asks questions where he's for sure going to get rejected on purpose just to reprogram his brain to so it doesn't affect him as much interesting so is there a way to reprogram your brain in such a way where you don't get affected at all like rejection has no meaning to you at all it doesn't you don't get any pain from it I think there's going to be, there's always going to be some, I think, well, especially if you care for someone or something, say you really want a job and they say, no, it's going to hurt. 
But if you put yourself out there and you're authentic with who you and you put in your all, you, you apply everywhere, you keep applying, you keep applying. Like, I'm amazing. The people that hire me are lucky to have me. And you just, you, you, you don't concentrate on the, the result. You concentrate on what you can control. And that's the amount of places you apply for or the, or the amount of dates you go on or the amount of whatever you're trying for. It's, that's what's powerful. So, for example, I remember when I'd have my work with my, um, uh, I was doing social coaching. I would never... So remember I told you that I had them say hello to 10 people in a row? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I would just have them give themselves credit and love for, say, for example, as I said, the fourth person they're saying hello to gives them a really gross, dirty look. Most people would shy away and run away. When I, I would tell my client, I'll say, hey, yes, that's four. Give themselves love for it, right? So if you apply for that job you really, really want, instead of being hard on yourself, which is as far as hard to do, I totally get it. But give yourself love, like yes, I applied to that place I really wanted to to, be, to apply for. Yeah, give yourself credit for at least you know going out and doing it instead of kind of fearing rejection. Because then there's that job that so you, if anything you go back into your cave and you, there's a job that comes off and you never apply for it just because you let that rejection get to you. Exactly. And you're wondering, you know, what could have been. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this, this is what talks about like framing in the article. We talk about framing it in a positive way, which is to me very important. Um, so to say that girl rejects you and it doesn't work out. It's like, if you think about it, just be like, all right, well, she wasn't meant to be. Even if your brain tries to trick you into thinking it was because, you know, out of um, in, it's, in, it's in sight, your brain doesn't know about that girl you, you haven't met yet. So you, you think you're right, but you're not. Right. So what do, most people are hard on themselves and then they don't come out there with their authentic self with a possible other girl who would love them and not reject them. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it makes perfect sense. So what about if, so we kind of talked about it a little bit, how do we train ourselves to get over that hump of, uh, I guess, fearing rejection? I think what you said about that guy kind of going out there and training his brain by saying things that for sure he's going to get rejected on. Yeah. It's a great way to do it. I mean, is, are there any it. other ways that you can think of? Embracing rejection. Um, yeah, just get rejected a lot. Um, so you can desensitize yourself to it because there's that emotional response and I also just rejection is tough don't get me wrong I've had it in the past where a girl will reject me and I will get angry and you know I'll be, I'll be hard on myself and I'll lash out and my ego or my my shield goes right up and I get really upset and it's gotten a lot better um, so I think it's just yeah, embracing it. Also having like a, like some people you can talk about rejection with, and I think people are so embarrassed. Like they, it's an ego hit a lot of times, where they don't want to talk about the fact that they were just rejected. So then the rejection affects them more than if they shared that rejection with other people that they trust in their lives, 
And you never know. Have you ever had it where you have a rejection and you talk about it with someone else and they also were rejected either right. by the same person or by the same job or by the same thing and you bond over it? Yeah, it's a super <laughs> bonding thing. It's a bonding thing. And just rejection getting... buddies. <laughs> rejection buddies. <laughs> so you got a new friend out of it. Plus, if, it's, <laughs> if you let it, if you talk about it with someone and you you're not I don't have you don't have the shame to you know reach out for help and then it, I think it becomes that helps less that pain of rejection too just talking oh, about just just saying it out loud just like hey Kyle this saying this like job. I don't really care about rejection you know yeah it's it's a it's processing it and then just like cuz just so you can move on to the next thing the next job application the next date, whatever thing is for you. All right, I think that's going to be my 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 uh, weekly goal or this week's goal for me. I'm going to go out and get rejected a couple times. I feel like <laughs> I haven't done it in a while. Because I, I mean, I've told you before where I where my wife and I were on our uh, not our honeymoon is like one year anniversary or something, and. For whatever reason, I just kind of challenge myself. I'm going to ask kind of ridiculous questions and see if somebody actually uh, will hook me up. So I remember the hotel we stayed at. I was like, you know, can you get me things for free? Since we, uh, you know, since it's our anniversary, and we ended up getting a free bottle of wine. And then on the other side, though, I, we also asked at the restaurant if we could get a discount on our meal. And they were just like, no. I'm like, huh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the same position as if you didn't ask, and that was the worst exactly. case scenario. Yeah, and I actually got a, we actually got a free ball of wine out of it, so that was pretty cool. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna do that. There's a uh, it's a coffee shop on the way to work. I'm gonna stop at, and that's where I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask for some free coffee. I'll let you know how it goes. I mean, could you like if I get a free coffee or a discount? Free coffee or discount? I bet yeah. they did. Because think about it, like if you, if you say free coffee or a discount, they're like, "Well, I can't give you the free coffee, but I can give you a discount," <laughs> as opposed to like, <laughs> "Yes or no." It's yes or yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Can, well, I I or can I say money or can I say money? All right. So, challenge for everybody: listen, go out and get rejected one time. Yeah, <laughs> I love not- it. No, nothing too crazy, just like a baby step rejection, coffee shop type of thing. <laughs> or ask them for a thousand dollars. I do it though. I I, I totally. Um, I mean, I, I go. I go. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> but when I do embrace rejection or force myself into quote unquote rejection, I always feel so much more confident. Like. When I first started doing the Jeremy Talks to Strangers videos, I was terrified of being rejected. It was scary. So, I mean, I would warm up by just waving at 10 people in a row. And then when I was doing the free hug thing, I have a sign above my head. I'm getting rejected by everyone that looks at me that doesn't give me a hug. (laughs) And after a while, I, I realized, like, my brain actually reprograms at that moment. And I just... I am so much more confident in myself after I do free hugs because I just, I got all those quote unquote rejections, which is, they're like, they're like, they're reps. They're just reps. Look at them, look at them as reps and not, not 
don't try not to look at or frame them in a negative way. Maybe I got I got a great growing experience today instead of I got rejected today. Exactly, reframing it like that. Okay, so also one to they also talks in the article saying that you know kind of chronic rejection can lead to depression and thoughts of suicide. So that's why I kind of wanted to just lay out some ways to one get over that fear of rejection, and if you do get rejection, kind of how to handle it, and you know seek out those healthy, positive connections and. Uh, even exercising, you know, releasing those endorphins is a good way to do it as well. And that's pretty much all I had for rejection. You have anything you want to add before we get to the Q and A, Jeremy? Uh, for rejection, Kyle, can I have a thousand dollars? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you have anything uh, on that? <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm in the same position as before. <laughs> yep, you're still broke. <laughs> However, I feel so, I feel like, realistically asking for a thousand dollars from you. Like, you're, thank you for the growing experience opportunity, Kyle, by saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're actually going to have a uh, link in the description of this podcast, uh, GoFundMe. If everybody would just donate a hundred bucks to us, we'd really appreciate it. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. So Q and A. Q and A. Do, so, do you have any, do you have any questions, Jeremy? I actually have one. I told you none before, but now I got one. Yeah. Um. All right. You want me to go first? You want to go first? You go first. All right. So the question I got was. What job can I get with social anxiety? Cricket. <laughs> I'm just processing yeah. it. I think the, it's have a mentality of any job they want, but be within reason, be realistic. Uh, it depends on the person and what that person's interests are. I think why shoot themselves in the foot? Like if they, really go within themselves of what they think they would actually enjoy and start from there and and then apply based off of what they actually enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I kind of have a pause in this question too and I really don't know how to answer it either, almost in a way. I almost think like what job should I get with social anxiety? What job can I get? I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, you can get any job with social anxiety, but which ones should you do? I mean, I think it all depends on kind of what level you're at. So, I mean, mm-hmm. should you get a job in telemarketing? I mean, maybe not yeah. if you're not ready for that. That might be too big of a step if you're like trying to look for yeah. jobs that kind of help you grow further and kind of get you outside your comfort zone. That's kind of how I thought it in my head. But I mean, I think it just kind of depends on where you're at and not going too far outside your comfort zone to where the point where you just like crash and burn. Yeah. And you, yeah. 
I agree. I think, I think, uh, I, I hope that people aren't, um, stopped to get their dream job because they have social anxiety because we're good examples of the fact that with a lot, a lot of hard work, we, we can get over it because, and I, yeah, I, I, for me, it's about what they enjoy. I, it's hard. Like it's just so many elements to the, the person. I don't know to really answer it. I don't know what jobs they've had in the past. I don't know what jobs they enjoyed having in the past. I don't know their age, age group. Um, so coming from a place of power, you know, and like, which one can I get? Like, which one do you want? What job do you want? And then work towards that job you want. Not come, not come from a place of lack thereof. That right. And, uh, yeah, and I think just if there's yeah, if there's something that you want, but you think because of your social anxiety you can't do it, doesn't mean you shouldn't pursue it. I think I'm a good example of that because I you know I went to school for marketing. That's kind of tied in with sales, and that's really pretty heavily associated with like extroverted people kind of high energy people you need to network to get where you want to be and stuff like that which are you know were and kind of still aren't my strong suits for sure and so i mean but i didn't let that discourage me from doing it because i i liked doing that stuff so i knew i wanted to do that still i wanted to have a job where i could do you know social media marketing and all, all that type of stuff so i no, I still went out and did it. And I didn't let social anxiety be an excuse of why I didn't pursue what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Well said. So, well said. Any questions on your side? I do. I have. Uh, I have two. One is not a question. Is I want to be on your podcast. <laughs> So the good news is we're, we're, we're uh, planning our future podcast and we're lining up people to be on our podcast, which is really exciting. So stay tuned for that. And the question I have, I'm going to ask you, how do you talk to people about your anxiety so they understand I'm not just a flake? How do I talk to people about my anxiety so that so they know I'm just not a flake? Correct. Hmm. I mean, I just I just try to be as vulnerable as possible. And I just feel when I when I am able to do that and just completely be vulnerable and just kind of be an open book about my anxiety and realize in my head like this is a it's a good thing, not just for me, but for other people. They need to see like what you can do and that you know they're not alone that's just kind of how i see it in my head it's just i'm showing i'm showing sharing my message with other people who are struggling and have struggled with the same exact thing that i did and so by me doing that i'm helping other people you know even if you are struggling with anxiety currently i mean just opening it up opening up and talking to somebody about it is just such a good way to just get some relief from it so i mean i think that's kind of my answer but you jeremy mm. i love it yeah just being open and honest and say hey listen i'm gonna be vulnerable and open with you right now um so go easy on me kind of set that bound go set that boundary and, and set that 
let's um, be real about, hey, listen, like prepare them and say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm not trying to be a flake. I'm honestly just dealing with a lot of anxiety right now. And I mean, if that person, if you're vulnerable and real about it and they respond negatively, then maybe there's someone who should not be in your life. Yep, you need to get them out of the circle, that's for sure. Yeah, hey, listen, I'm really honest and open with you. If there's something you can't handle, then maybe maybe we shouldn't be talking. I want people in my life who are going to support me when support me when I'm when I'm being honest and open. If I can't be honest and open with you and have you and you be understanding, then you know, someone you know I want in my life. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And yeah, if somebody's not going to support you and you know your mental health, that's that's definitely a, a something to look into because you definitely want to surround yourself with people who are going to support you and lift you up and help you. Those are the people that are going to help you, you know, overcome those struggles. Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely been uh, guilty of holding on to relationships and people in my life just because they're known to me actually i made a video on this i put on my youtube about this because it's like like my birthday and people didn't show up and i was so tied to having people in my life that i've known forever even though they weren't really supportive of who i am at my core who i want to show how much i want to show up and yeah it's kind of I'm like, I can talk about it for a long time, but <laughs> we don't have that much time. Yeah. Well, happy belated birthday, Jeremy. I think, was that all the questions? Oh, yeah. I had a birthday. I didn't talk about that, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, as you said that, I was like, wait, how did that not come up in the weekly recap? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was just so present. Okay, Kyle? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It was great. I um, I had some people over. We had a potluck. That was uncomfortable. So I, had a, I had some challenging situation where I wanted to have a potluck, and um, I never really organized a potluck, but I've always enjoyed them. You know, you get a little taste of everybody's kind of dish or whatever they bring, and I mean, I bought a bunch of stuff, so it was fair. So like, and this is dynamic of I had a fear of asking people to bring something because I felt like I felt guilty. And so that was a growing experience for me, definitely. I had a conversation with my brother. He's saying, you know, you got to organize it and ask people, organize what people, everyone is bringing and this, this, and that. So it was a good, good turnout. A lot of people brought amazing things. We had more than enough food. Awesome. And then, yep, I understand. Yeah. I hate organizing events like that and having people over at my house. It's like, uh <laughs> but, uh, all right well i think that brings us to the close cool love it if anybody's wondering why there was a doorbell going off my daughter just got home from school so we closed just the right time perfect <laughs> all right until next week till next week make sure you leave us review give us feedback send us some questions because like i said we do the q a at the end every time uh follow us social anxiety kyle jeremy talks to strangers see y'all next week